0: raised to walk podcast episode 15. Welcome to the raised to walk podcast where we're walking out the life of faith. Romans 6 verse 4 reads, as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the father so we too might walk in newness of life. And this show is designed to help you do just that. Now here's your host, Carla Alvarez. for joining me with for another episode of Rays to Walk. Today I'm going to be talking about Christmas and its connection to candy canes and chaos. A week ago my daughter Avery came home from a church uh, lead team party bubbling with stories of her friends and she had a candy cane in one hand and she showed me this card with a poem about candy canes. I'm sure you've seen it and the poem goes. Look at the candy cane. What do you see? Stripes that are red, like the blood shed for me. White is for my Savior, who's sinless and pure. J is for Jesus, my Lord, that's for sure. Turn it around, and a staff you will see. Jesus, my shepherd, was born for me. They had a discussion in their class about the real meaning of Christmas, and what the season was about using the candy cane as a teaching tool. At the end, she said, a kid asked, well, what does a peppermint mean? Which I thought that question was interesting, as I've mentioned several times in a couple of other episodes and on my posts on RaisedToWalk.org, I very frequently will smell fragrances or scents that are an indication of spirits that are operating. And I know that's weird, but this is absolutely true. I don't always know what the scent means, but sometimes I do either from someone else confirming it or through repeated situations where I can see the connection. And mint is actually one scent that I know absolutely positively what it means. The smell of mint means salvation. When I smell mint, I know that the presence of the Holy Spirit is there to convict to a saving knowledge of Jesus. I'm sure that wasn't the intent of the original candy manufacturer, but it's a very cool coincidence. So I decided to research the history of the candy cane. One of the first articles I happened to come across was one extremely hostile towards Christianity on Snopes. But the Wikipedia article actually had multiple references that agreed on the art origin. In 1670, A song leader of a church in Cologne, Germany, was at his wit's end trying to maintain some semblance of order with the children during the living nativity in their worship service. Kids, Christmas, and animals in a church, what do you expect? All sorts of exciting things can happen. He had to find a way to calm the chaos. So he did what every other adult that is not the parent does with children to keep them quiet. He gave them sugar. But he was smart about it. He didn't just hand candy out in church. He knew that the parents and probably the pastor just would not go for that at all. So instead, he went to the candy maker and asked them, instead of making it a regular straight stick of candy, to put a hook at the end to represent the shepherd's hook, thus tying it in with the nativity scene. Huge, huge hit. Churches across Germany began to also hand out candy canes during the nativity scene, and it gradually spread to other areas of Europe. So, the story of the kids, Christmas, and the candy canes reminded me of Robert Fulgham. He was a minister for very for many years, but he is best known for his essay, All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Some of the funniest stories in his book by the same title and also the second one, it was on fire when I lay down on it, are just about that. The ridiculous situations that occur when you combine all three. So I just happened to go to his website to see what he was up to, and he had just happened to have had posted a story about candy canes and chaos. Or more specifically, about a little boy who was in the middle of stirring up turmoil and chaos, insistent on having his own way right now, and his mother stemming the tide, stopping that spirit of chaos in its track through love. And he ends the account with this, and this is a quote from the story on his his site. Bobby, you have earned a time out. It's been a wild, stressful year for me. Not bad, just manic. Lots of big changes. Pulling a full load for a long way, leaving me physically and mentally drained and generally edgy, ready to fall on the floor and come unglued in the cheese aisle. Maybe someone should drop me on my head, but don't throw me in the cheese display. What I want isn't in there. Bobby, you've earned a time out, I said to me. But who is going to take me in their arms, hug me, and make it all better? That would be me, I guess. And I thought... Bobby, you don't need cheese, you need candy canes, and that's what I got. I totally understand how he feels, but I don't think candy canes are the cure. I've been in times where I've been under extreme and extended stress, and it took a long time to come out of it, so I try to recognize when it threatens. But it's easy to get sucked into things, overwhelmed with life, pulled into drama that isn't your own. Also, as Craig Reynolds said, who's my pastor, in one in a sermon on the Beatitudes, when Jesus said blessed are the peacemakers, he wasn't referring to those who sit passively by by not saying anything because they don't want to deal with the drama. We don't get kudos for saying peace, peace when there is no peace, or being codependent enablers. We are supposed to wage peace. There have been situations where I feel like I constantly have to fight against the chaos, but sometimes it gets tiring and overwhelming and I wonder why does no one else seem to have a problem with this? Why is this just passively accepted? And I think that is the most discouraging part about it because chaos is not from God. And that has been my lesson of the week. It wasn't until yesterday morning that I realized that it is isn't actually my fight, because the battle is already won. I was listening to my Christmas playlist yesterday morning, and this ended up being my theme song for the day. The song that helped me realize that. And it's Baby Boy by For King and Country. And I'm going to read the the lyrics. If you told me all about your sorrows, I'd tell you about a cure. If you told me you can't fight the battle... There's a baby boy who won the war. The war was won by a baby boy. Alleluia, we can sing it. Alleluia, heaven's ringing. Alleluia. Endless hope and relentless joy started with a baby boy. Oh, before that silent night, no Savior and no Jesus Christ, the world cried out so desperately, and the baby boy was the reply. Yes, heaven's reply was a baby boy. Alleluia, we can sing it, Alleluia, heaven's ringing, Alleluia. Endless hope and relentless joy started with the baby boy. See, the king is coming down, and he's here without a crown, the baby boy without a bed, giving life back to the dead. And here the angels shouted out, as the people come and bow, Unexpected majesty, Alleluia, what a king! Alleluia, we can sing it. Alleluia, heaven's ringing. Alleluia. Endless hope and relentless joy started with a baby boy. Alleluia, we can sing it. Alleluia, heaven's ringing. Alleluia. Endless hope and relentless joy started with a baby boy. Yes, Endless hope and relentless joy are ours because Jesus already won it for us on the cross. As John 14.27 says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. So in the middle of all the holiday chaos, remember that we have a victory through Christ and that he has given us the greatest gift, not only salva- eternal salvation, but that he has given us a gift that we can claim today and that is peace. And so I pray that for you and for your family, that you have a peace that passes all understanding, that you just experience God's love for you, especially during this holiday time. You can visit org forward slash p15 for notes on this episode as well as links to the articles mentioned as well as a, a video of the song that I just quoted and now let's end with a prayer Lord Jesus thank you so much that you came and died for us that you came so that we could have our peace that we could experience your shalom that peace that passes all understanding that you were beaten so we could have that peace and I pray that each person listening can experience the fullness of that and the fullness of your presence. And I claim this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Raised to Walk podcast. We'd love for you to continue to walk with us, so head over to news to get free updates. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you next time. you've been enjoying the Raise to Walk episodes, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We also love to get feedback from our listeners, so tell us what you think by either rating or reviewing us on iTunes or Stitcher, or by sending us an email at contact at We're excited to have you join us again next time for another episode of Raise to Walk.